0: Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. They tell you what they know.
1: Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. Mo. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Moe podcast recording this on a Monday night. King's back on the home floor after a win in the Valley of the Sun on Friday night. They came home to take on a tough... Brooklyn Nets team. And Nets team that won three in a row, six of the last seven. But Sacramento said, (laughs) it's all good because it's going to be raining threes tonight. Sacramento Kings with a franchise record 25 threes. There were dimes all over the floor. In fact, 38 of them on 48 makes for the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox with another big game. He wasn't the only one. Malik Monk shined. And how about Keegan Murray? He was awesome, too. He did it from three. He did it in the mid-range and he dunked two. The Kings get a big win on the home floor tonight, 131 to 118. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, northwestexteriors.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How are you
2: doing? I'm so good. So good. I am just like on a high from the game, from tonight, from everything. I just, I love tonight. Love it. Love it. Love this game. Let's
1: start with what you love tonight. What did you love about this game tonight? Well, what, what What is the story from this one for you?
2: I mean, the story is the offense. It's the, the shot-making ability, but it's also how they executed mm. getting the shots that they did get. I think that is what's very important. Sure, actually making all those sh- shots – Difficult, like it just it's it's hard to make um twenty five threes in a game going fifty five percent from three point land. But it was the way that they swung the ball around. It was the way that they pushed the pace. And Malik Monk said it in his post game presser. He talked about how the offense felt a lot more like last
1: year. I think the biggest reason for that was I thought Sabonis set the tone early in the first quarter with getting a oh rebound and pushing. Oh, Ram to The Kings pace this year has been really inconsistent. Let's yep. be honest about it. There's some nights are pushing like crazy. There are other nights you're going, wait, is this the same offense that we saw last year? This offense looked like last year's offense tonight. It did. And just with a little more, uh, a different look from this standpoint, Darren Fox is making threes this uh-huh. year at an unbelievable rate. Yep. And Keegan Murray's all around game really shine. Like, Keegan's game tonight was probably his best all-around game of the season. We've seen him put it together defensively, but offensively he did great tonight. I just love that they were getting out and pushing, and that put a lot of pressure on this long Nets team that can switch really well defensively. They can make things happen, but if you're running on them, all of a sudden there's cross matches everywhere. You're moving the ball like crazy. You're getting them rotating, and you're getting good looks. This Kings offense has gotten good looks this year at times, but sometimes it doesn't feel like it's the same flow as last year. Tonight felt like that flow. They made the extra passes and they knocked down open shots. And what a difference that is. And for that's Sacramento. It.
2: That's it. It had the same flow because the ball was also touching everyone's hands. Right. It wasn't just staying uh, with one, uh, something where they were trying to set up an early offense or trying to run that horn set high up by the half court line or um, just running through two options. It was like, they looked like they were playing free tonight. And I think you you find that freedom when you obviously make your shots and you're not allowing a team to just take your miss long rebounds and go the other way. Sure, that's you're going to find a lot of benefits there mentally, physically, all the things. But truly with the way that they were efficient uh, uh with in with their shot selection and I just thought they were playing so smart so much together there was a different type of energy in that basketball when it was getting when it was touching everybody's hands
1: they scored 77 points in the second half of this oh, game my goodness. it was just it was kind of a weird game to start sacramento golf to a pretty hot start and then the second quarter was just felt disjointed for both teams yeah. toward the end kings got up i believe by 15 at one point you're going okay this, this could just be a blowout but by the time it was halftime it was 54-48 the kings I think at the half only had 10 points in the paint.
2: Oh, oh, it was, I thought it was like five. Like it was it 10 because yeah, it was, it was really bad.
1: They were at 10 points in the paint. Okay. Five of 22 in the paint, by the way, in, in the that pa- first half. And really the end of the second quarter was, was the story to me because it showed you, it encapsulated everything, right? So bonus, it was a sloppy finish. Fox missed inside. Sabonis misses a putback. Then the next possession, Sabonis forces a turnover. Monk takes a three with like eight seconds left on the clock. And you're going, why would you take one so early? Uh, Sabonis has an offensive rebound, and then it turns it over. It was just kind of sloppy. And you're wondering, All right, how are the Kings going to come out? Well, they came out with a monster Third quarter, Mm -hmm. 44 points in the third quarter, outscoring the Nets, 44-37. So they still love 37, but the offense was flowing. Keegan Murray got it going. It was good to see that. De'Aaron Fox got it going too.
2: Keegan Murray, 13 points in the third. De'Aaron Fox, 14 points in the third. And you talk about them getting it going, but it's like, it's with them getting it going, it causes so much more of a distraction or like you have to pay so much more attention on them. Right. Not only is it just about collapsing defenses, it's it's defenses being worried about being in the right places and help and sometimes overthinking things too. Right. Because they want to make sure that they're in the right spot. If De'Aaron Fox is going to drive in the paint or they're going to want to make sure they're in the right spot. If Keegan Murray starts putting the ball on the floor and what it allowed was so many more, open shots for this team so many better looks but I thought also the Kings did such a great job executing these looks by giving everyone a good pass it was the pass was coming to the chest the pass was in that shooter's pocket so everyone could just be in rhythm with their shot I just thought even those small details were so important for everyone tonight. What do
1: you think the, some of the issues were finishing in the paint tonight? Because I felt maybe hey. some of it was the length, but man, they missed some bunnies in there.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, I there, was, there was times when I was like, oh, it's just the way that it's coming off their hands. Is that something that has to do with being a little bit more focused there? Because usually what that leads to is, being deflated right and then ends up um you're not paying attention or being engaged with all the other details so I'm so glad that it didn't lead to anything worse when they were missing those shots they like had this very strong same mentality consistently throughout this game but when they were missing those shots I was like I don't, I don't, I don't understand truly what it is, and I didn't, and I don't want to give too much love to the Nets' defense really being the reason why those shots were like being contested and not so good. Sure, it could have some of the reason, but at the same time, I felt like it was the way it was coming off of fingertips, or maybe they were thinking twice about it. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it was one of those nights. Sacramento only had 32 points in the paint, 16 of 41 in the paint. But yeah, that second half from an offensive perspective was just absolutely beautiful who who was the player that maybe excited you most tonight with their performance Malik Monk Malik?
2: I, and I say that so fast because I think when you look at his game again 28 freaking minutes under 30 minutes again for this man and what were his numbers he was uh, eight for thirteen from the field, four for seven from three point land. Got to the shot one free throw, two rebounds, nine assists, uh, one steal, twenty one points. And I read off that whole thing because I I think if you looked at that in the box score, you'd be like, oh, solid game from Malik Monk off the bench. It's kind of what you're starting to expect from him now. But I felt like a lot of his shot selection was just so smart. There was nothing chaotic about it. It helped keep this team just. Uh, powerful and under control. It never felt like they lost control even when the game got within six.
1: He had just some unbelievable plays tonight. Yes. One of probably the most unbelievable plays play what happened to be when he had that 360 spin. Oh my God. He blew the layup.
2: He blew the, but what did <laughs> but, you, you text me. What happened though? Everyone was still like.
1: That's what I'm saying. I, I've never been in an arena where, I mean, you see guys miss a dunk and say was like, oh, there was a legit buzz because you had the buzz of him driving, spinning 360. It mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, going up with it. It looked like it was going to go in. Drops out. And then literally for a few more seconds, there was like people were like, did you see that? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Finney Smith at a three. Nobody in the building even noticed after. They're like, oh, did you guys...
2: Dude, we all witnessed that, right? Oh, that was oh. so great. Oh, I loved it too because uh, Malik Monk in his postgame presser was asked about Keegan Murray's dunk and like, where would you rate his, you know, baseline dunk that he had? And he's like, a three, a three. And then Keegan was asked about that dunk and, and uh, Malik Monk ranking it a three, rating it a three. And he goes, well, he shouldn't say much after he missed his 360 layup. That's not what he said. Well, what he say?
1: Well... I mean, three. Like, Smoked. I wouldn't be talking. I mean...
2: <laughs> that was actually not bad.
1: I wouldn't be talking. He blew a 360 layup. Smoked a 360 layup. Yeah, that wasn't good. Okay. I don't know why it doesn't sound good on this mic. I was doing it with Jason Roster in the break tonight yeah. on radio, and I felt like I was killing it. There's something about this mic. Anyway, here's what Keegan Murray actually said about that. I got two for you. One, Malik said your dunk at the end was a three, or would you rank that in your, your rankings? It's a three. I mean... It wasn't as good as my other one, but, I mean, it was a lot better than a three. I mean, he smoked a 360 lap, so he can't really talk much. <laughs> okay, Jake getting <Gannon> with that. <laughs> was that <laughs> Jake <Lovey>? laughing? Oh, man. Dead. Uh And Dead. here's what Malik had to say earlier about the uh, the dunk by the one in the league, Keegan Murray.
0: Malik, two for you. One, where would you rank Keegan's dunk at the end right there?
1: Three. It's a three? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> meh. Just
0: meh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was so quick. Three.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was a nice dunk.
2: I love he it. He got was, up. It, dude, it was, it, it, he got up, but also like just the way that he took it, the way that he put the ball on the floor. Again, that was beautiful. Um, you go back to Malik Monk's dunk. I think you had Spencer Dinwiddie down there, and it was Keon in the fast break, and then he dishes it off to Monk, and Dinwiddie's like, uh, nope. Mm -mm, i don't want any of this so yeah it was it was a really fun game um with exciting moments like that but malik monk was the one that i was just like you my friend are so so you give you bring so much joy to this game so fun
1: he's been so good this year. so consistent the three-point shooting the attacking moving the ball the spirit i mean i think one of the highlights of the game for me Going back to my notes because I just want to get the timing right. Yeah. Was in the third quarter. (laughs) So Harrison Barnes hits a corner three. Finney Smith hits a three. Keegan comes down, hits a three. Nets have a turnover. It's a Malik Monk dunk. And then Keegan hits a three. Damn. That was that whole run. That sequence was
2: insane wait wait, and i remember this sequence because i i sit in this spot where i can look over at deuce like from far away and it's the one time i looked at you during the game because i was going to see if you're going oh like sometimes we'll make eye contact you're not giving me eye contact but i just see deuce grinning (laughs) from ear to ear just so happy and that's why you talk about i mean like that's why whenever we say he plays with so much joy like he brings so much joy he he brings that and it's contagious you feel the people in the in the golden one center just excited when he misses a 360 layup or excited every time that he shoots the basketball or is making a play or making his teammates better it is truly contagious and um yeah that was just really fun game from him
1: he's gonna get paid this off season
2: well he needs i mean can someone get paid if they're only playing 28 minutes a night
1: (laughs) I was convinced when I saw he was playing, he was at 28. I was like, oh, he's going to get well over 30 tonight. And the Kings looked like they were going to put this game away. And that was the other crazy thing about tonight so halftime, both teams are shooting like shit. Sacramento's shooting like 41%, I believe. Yeah, 41%, but they were 11 of 20 from three. Yep. Brooklyn shot 40%, 5 of 12 from three. It's 54-48. then Sacramento takes a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. They made it 98-85 after outscoring. Then it's 44-37. It was a great quarter. I, I thought the highlight there was Keegan Murray's run. You mentioned his point total for that quarter with 13. He had a three, a couple of step back jumpers. Mm -hmm. That's in his game. He had that jab step jumper that was just so nice to fall away. His offensive game has gone to another level. So a really nice finish to the quarter league, 98-85. Sacramento got the lead up to 17, 107-98. Oh, cool. Put the guys in, put the bench and get ready for the Clippers tomorrow night. But Bridges ends up hitting like three threes in a row. The Nets go on 11-0 run. It's 110-104 with 6:03 to go. What's going through your mind when they cut that lead? Well, to six?
2: I was in a text with Chelsea Gray, and uh, you know we were talking about what we needed to do, what we wanted to talk about in the post game, and sometimes with. Obviously, producers have to go in the direction of like, hey, this is where we're going to take it. And then if we have to go a different direction, game winner at the end, whatever. And we're talking about the Kings winning at this point. And I'm like, "Mm, this is still a game. And Chelsea's like, six points is nothing. And it's like so true. It is so true. And I was feeling worried in some of these moments. But what was cool, it felt like the Kings would have a timeout. Even if something bad came out of the timeout, they found a way to really still keep control of this game and be like, uh uh-uh, uh, we are not letting go of this one. And I felt that confidence in them.
1: Well, it was 110, 104. The Kings responded with an 11 0 run. And that was just huge. That's it. So that was a game after that. They fun, yeah. And that was good to see. Like, look, teams in the NBA are going to yes. make a run. They got a little sloppy with their defense on Bridges, allowed him to knock down some open looks. We know how dangerous of a player Mikel Bridges is. The Nets competed, they're a good team. They were going to battle, but the Kings dropped the hammer on them with getting back to their game, playing with pace, moving the ball, knocking down threes. And let's do a franchise record, 25 made threes in this game Deuce, tonight.
2: But don't don't just go over that run that you just talked about, the uh, 11-0 run in that fourth, because you just said it. Like, good, this is what good teams are supposed to do. And if the Kings want to take that next leap, it's not about limping their way to the finish line and, ah. Oh, They pulled that win out. They got that win. I felt like even against the Suns and unhealthy Suns, like always have to preface that, is they played a good game, at least a good second half, uh, if I recall. Yes, it was that good second half of basketball. They finished the game strong. That's what they need to do. Against this Nets team that has been shooting lights out from three-point land um, and has done a pretty good job of rebounding this season as well, the Kings took care of business from the start, and it's a game of runs. Things got close at certain points, but they found a way to really battle it out at the end and take away this one. And that is what good teams do against teams like the Nets. And you mentioned this to me before the game too. You said this was the second Eastern Conference team that they were playing for the first time this season. Or for the second time this season.
1: So wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? The second Eastern Conference team I'm sorry. Did-
2: it was it was uh the second Eastern Conference team <laughs> the- that they had played This year. This year. <laughs> End of story. End of story. <laughs> I don't know. English and now that, um, that
1: was the fewest of the in, in the NBA coming into tonight
2: and we keep talking about how the Western Conference is so stacked and finally you're seeing them play against some of these other teams that might have a different pace or might just be a different type of team a different type of roster and I love that the Kings took care of business
1: 131 118 the final uh, you you talked about Malik Monk I want to talk about Keegan Murray for a second you know Keegan's coming off a game in Phoenix. He's one of seven from three, but he was he was moving well. Like, okay, the, these shots are going to fall before that one of seven. He was six of thirteen from three in the previous two games. Tonight, I don't think he took a three, if I'm not mistaken, until the second half. He ends up four of four from downtown mm. in this game, and I just loved how he played. Same. His defense has been fantastic this year. And that's the biggest area of growth. I think everybody, everyone's been wondering, okay, when's this breakout going to happen from three? Can he get into a better rhythm? Tonight, what I loved is like his teammates were knocking down threes. He was looking in the mid-range. He had the floater going. He hit some mid-range shots, too. And then he hit some threes. Like He let the game kind of come to him. He's shooting it with confidence. He had a great game. This might be his best game of the season, just overall. He's looking like a legit two-way threat, and I think this is going to be the, the time of year we start seeing Keegan go in the direction of being consistent on the offensive end. He's too talented. It's gone too long with him struggling yeah. from the outside. Yeah. I, I think he's about to heat up here.
2: And and I think they have this great respect for one, of, one another where they want everyone to do well, you know, and that's, that's hard. Like I I don't even want to say no egos because I think in some ways you can have an ego and channel that in a positive direction. I think Malik Monk would be someone that kind of has that type of personality, but I look at this team and it's like they swing it around to one another because they want to make sure everyone is getting a piece of that pie. And I felt like Keegan Murray just does a great job of looking for his, but then teammates are also trying to swing it around to him for the best three. Not a good three, for the best three. And him being able to put the ball on the floor the way that he's been able to do that this season, I, I it's it's like we said, it's pure confidence. Mike Brown talked about it before the game, being like, yeah, it, when he was he was waving off a guy or his teammates to get out of his way, I think it was on Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was just like, get out of my way. I'm going to go to work. And he went to work, like fadeaway jumper, whatever that was, one foot. It was just like, okay. This guy's going in that direction, and this is what this team needs. What do
1: you think it means if he becomes the offensive player we saw last year? From I mean, he, I guess last year was more he was just chilling on the outside, sure. knocking down, catch and shoot threes. Yep. But if he is able to knock down threes with what he's added to his game offensively and what he's doing defensively, this Kings team's going to win a lot of games. But that one,
2: well, that's it. It's like, you know... We talked about this in one of, after one of the losses where so many people are like, change, 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 win it, change. And it's like, you can also find internal growth. And a lot of people don't have the patience for an internal growth. And I get it. it uh, this business is cutthroat on all different levels, on all different angles. I totally understand that. But if you're willing to... To have that patience and understand that in sports like you can develop and have growth with the right people around right coaching staff right players around and that's what i feel like we are seeing happen right in front of our eyes um we're still going to see inconsistency some inconsistent games from him like that's just what you're going to see in a younger player at times. But I do feel like these flashes are more than flashes now. Like this is going to become who he really is.
1: I was talking to someone before the game too. Just, we were just talking about Keegan. I thought it was an interesting point. You know, I think some people viewed Keegan coming into the league as maybe he'd be a four and you're like, Oh, does he have a lot of quickness to stay with guys? There's some of the stuff we brought up before when we were watching some of his college tape it's like, does he move well enough? Yeah. Like, can he, yeah. can he do this? Like, I guess just a stretch four type guy. I think he is showing more and more with his two-way ability, being able to defend multiple positions. He looks like a wing out there. Like yeah. he can play. Yeah. He can play the three. I think there was some question about that during the draft. Now you're starting to see it all kind of come together. Like, okay, he's doing a little more handling mm-hmm. the ball. He looks more comfortable. It's just about knocking down shots. And I don't think last year was a fluke for him. I don't think you knock down 40% from three when you're playing 30 plus minutes. And I 200 made threes mm-hmm. in one season, then just drop off and become a 29% shooter. You know, just as I say the same thing about someone who starts the season shooting 50 some percent from three, when they're a career 32% three point shooter, like, that's probably going to come down a little bit. Yeah, I expect Keegan to creep back up. And when he does, this King's offense is going to look a lot like last year's King's offense.
2: When we were talking about De'Aaron Fox on the pregame show, you know, Chelsea Gray was talking about his elite offense to defense and just like how hard that is. And thinking about what Keegan Murray has done with his game this year on the defensive end. It's, it's like, I think sometimes people feel like justifying it is giving it an excuse.
1: This offense is going to look a lot like last year's King's offense.
2: When we were talking about So sorry.
1: Someone random from Discord had popped in there. Hustle man, you, you're coming in with your mic on. I thought that was Nick. That's a Nick. I move. totally thought that was I got Nick. excited. I was like, yeah. I was like, Hi, Nick, Nick, what's up? Nick, we're anyway. not
2: bringing you in yet. Um, but going back to the defense to offense and being able to do that on both ends at an elite level. And it's not it's not giving an excuse. It's just justifying it sometimes. I think what Keegan is doing and why sometimes we're seeing the flaws and like, Oh, why isn't he making shots? Because he is learning and growing on the defensive end. So he is putting so much energy in that where it's only going to become easier and easier because he is practicing it. Like, I mean, is anyone good uh, when you practice the piano? Are you good at it? No. And you're not good until you keep going and you keep practicing and you've gotten so much better. And now you can play the home alone Christmas song
1: somewhere in my memory. Is, sure, is that what it's even, called? I don't even know what song. Can I just one thing not specific to the game tonight? Yeah, because you brought up Home Alone, and you know how I feel this time of year. I've already watched Home Alone a couple of times, I'm already two times in, two times in, He's which already... is ahead of my pace of last year. Huge. Um, I bought the Home Alone, the McAllister House Lego set. I'm not even a Lego guy, I'm not Miles Turner. I don't uh, do. I've never. That. Built anything Lego. Besides when I was a kid having Legos and like, hey, I'm putting something together. We should put
2: some money bets on this. How many of us actually think Deuce is going to complete this Lego home?
1: <laughs> it's getting completed. Do you know how much money I spent on this? I don't want to know. Let's just say Merry Christmas, Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Deuce. I, you deserve to buy This thing was a out of stock everywhere. I searched everywhere. I had to go on eBay and find it. Wow. $300. <laughs> Can I, can I tell you how I justify
2: it? Do you want to know? So we're just talking about justifying Keegan-Murray's defense yeah, offense. But yeah, no, please tell me how on. you justified $300 worth of Legos. And that hand is because way too... Here, this is going to be a Christmas tradition. What You're going to build the goddamn set every year? Every year! That makes... No... So wait, wait, wait. So you're going to take it apart every year? I thought yeah. once you put it together, it stays together no. as like... A... No 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 we take it From out. my Lego people out there, can you tell us what's up?
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Uh,
1: or Hey, I don't care what Lego people think. Anyway, let's see if the Kings can build on tonight's win. Tomorrow night when they take on oh. the Clippers. We gotta God. talk more about that. But uh because we've been talking so much about Keegan, I asked the fans after the game in the YouTube chat. Oh, Who's your player of the game? Is it Malik Monk with 21 points, nine assists? Is it De'Aaron Fox, who we have not talked about mm-hmm. tonight? Keegan Murray or Damanis Sabonis, who had 15 points, 16 rebounds and nine assists? 55% of the voters say Keegan Murray's Murray is the player of the game. But who does Deuce Mason think is the rock and soul player
2: Oh, I already know then. Can I guess? Yeah. De'Aaron Fox.
1: Keegan Murray, oh. <laughs> and I think it's the first time this year for Keegan Murray as a hey. rock and soul player of the game. 24 points, a 9 of 13 shooting, and 4 of 4 from downtown. Those numbers did not happen last year. Mm-mm. If he had a big night, it was because he knocked down like six, seven threes. Yep. He did it efficiently he did it in the mid-range he dunked he attacked and he did it from the outside amazing stuff from keegan murray tonight our rock and soul player of the game check out rock and soul in sacramento just six blocks from golden One and you got a lot of home games coming up right a lot of home games coming up for the sacramento kings if you go there you get 25 percent off your entire bill from 4 30 to 6 30 for home games if you show your ticket also if you're not going to the game, you just want to go and watch the game there for all home and away games. Fifty percent off apps and cocktails through the game. Yes, fifty percent off apps and cocktails. That's at Rock and Soul downtown Sacramento, just six blocks from Golden One Center at 10th and S. You can get breakfast all day. Mm. My favorite breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner, mm. but they have a lunch and dinner too. But yeah, they tell me. tip off for the Clippers game. You go to Rock and Soul and order a Benny. I mean, get yourself a Benny. 7:30 at night, a Benny and hey, what's a cocktail too with the Benny? And I feel like when do you get to have a cocktail and an Eggs Benedict?
2: And I feel like a lot of our Duomo community go there, so enjoy the Duomo community. Um, It's been really fun. So yes, delish.
1: Shout out. To rock and soul. Okay, Morgan Ring. We talked about Keegan Murray. The next guy I want to talk about is De'Aaron Fox. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was kind of a weird start for him. He was, he knocked down his first couple of threes. At the half, he was 3 of 10. All of his makes were from three. He was 3 of 5 from downtown. This guy finished with 29 points. 8 assists in this one. 10 of 22 shooting. 5 of 10 from three. Where do we start with him, Morgan?
2: Um, I think you can just start with... It. He's probably been one of the most consistent guys on this team. And I say that with even in games where... Let's just go to the Suns game when he didn't start off strong. And then ha- ended up having 23 points in the fourth quarter to end with like 34 points on the game. It's like he finds ways to make sure that he is making the same type of impact every night, even if it's not through all four quarters where I feel like for the most part, it is all through, um, through all four quarters. But deer Fox, when he is not making an outside shot, he can take it in. Uh, and when I say he can take it in, I mean, he can just get through split defenders. He's so crafty. He's so different. Mm. His unique, speed and the way that he's able to find guys I said this on the post game show the way that he was coming down the floor saw Harrison Barnes all the way in the corner and what just, a pass it wasn't even an overhead to him pass it was just like a one-handed like bop uh Harrison Barnes knocks a down a three yep it was like the 33rd assist of the night I believe which we haven't gotten to yet which all the assists we'll have to get to but um truly Deere and Fox just making people better out there, such a leader. How do you not have the most confidence when he has the ball in his hands?
1: You could just tell his confidence from three is sky high too. His last two games, Morgan, after he struggled against the Pelicans, okay? Mm -hmm. He was one of seven from three against the Pelicans, 10 of 25 overall. His last two games tonight against the Nets and Suns combined from three, nine of 17. He is now shooting just under 38% from three this year. Wow. It's a great wow. numbers. Yep. And, you know, I, I still want him to attack in the mid-range because I think he's lethal in that area. And Huge. I think having a little more balance, not only for him, but the team too, make sure you're, you're not neglecting that aspect of the game. But if you're getting the good looks from three mm-hmm. because the offense is playing the right way, I love it. And he's so good at coming down on the break and just stopping and popping from three now. It it just looks so much better. He's got so much confidence. But the the biggest thing I want to talk about with De'Aaron right now is name me another star player in the league. Morgan, you're laughing.
3: I want to go with
1: this. Name me another star player in the league who is competing consistently. On the defensive end, like De'Aaron Fox. Name him. Name, Name him. him. Name, Name him. him. Name him. You can't, okay? You get glimpses every once in a while from, from you know, some of these star guys in a close game, the intensity is there. De'Aaron, he's doing it on both sides. Mm-hmm. And there's slippage just like every player. But tonight, he was on Cam Thomas. He's like, oh, Cam, I'm all over him. There was that one sequence, I believe, in the third quarter where he was just, the on-ball pressure was amazing. He was playing physical. He was up in his shit. Cam Thomas backcourt violation because of it.
2: How does that not get you going and get you up on the other end of the floor? Like, that has to be such a big part of why He has so much swagger and so much confidence on the offensive end because when you're doing shit like that night in and night out on the defensive end and you're capable of doing that on so many different players, like, you're just in control. And when you have that much control of an NBA game, you're playing a whole bunch of professional basketball players at that level, like, that just has to do something else to your mentality, and I swear he carries that – to the offensive end, it's been another another guy that's just been so freaking fun to watch. Well, he's
1: taking on that challenge. Like Mike Brown has really been on him to to be a better defender. You saw glimpses of it last year. I think this year he's just been so consistent on that side of the ball, and what a difference that makes when you know you looked at this Kings team last year and you're going, who who's the plus defender mm. in the starting lineup? Well, this year you're going. De'Aaron brings it. Keegan brings it. That's positive. You start talking about internal growth. That's what you want to see. It's like yep. you want the internal growth, and then you go get another yep. piece from the outside, and then all, all of a sudden you get something really special here. But I, I just love what he brought tonight from the defensive standpoint and the offense now. It's like every game he's scoring like 29, 30 points. I mean, yeah. what, what he's got to be still averaging 30 points a game, I think. He's at 30.4 points a game this year, 6.6 assists, 4.6 rebounds and 1.4 steals. He's doing wow. it on just under 48% shooting and then just under 38% from downtown.
2: Yeah. It's it's um it's something else what what we are witnessing with him and his all-around game and that's why I do think it is so very important to not get lost at times. Like I think it there's people out there who we know just box score watch, sure. we'll go to their numbers and be like, ah, another solid game. I have literally done the same before to like a Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. I'm like, good for th- that's what you expect from them, right? I also take the time to watch them play though. And I think sometimes with someone like De'Aaron Fox in the Sacramento Kings, there are people around this league and nationally who aren't taking the time. I mean, they could be East coast people, whatever. They're not taking the time to actually see how he is getting those numbers. And that is where I go. You need, you need to open your eyes and it. I mean, it's the eye test. Trust what you're seeing because what you're seeing with deer and Fox is absolutely incredible on both ends. I
1: think his conditioning has gone up to a different level too. because If you're competing that hard defensively with some on ball pressure and you know, even defending bigger players at times. And then you're still finding ways to hit from the outside, attack. It's been really good for De'Aaron. I mean, the Special. one bad game we had talked about this year that we were like, oh, that was a, bad, that was a rough game for De'Aaron was that Pelicans game in the end-season tournament. Other than that, it's like, yeah, he's going to have games where he misses shots. Whatever. But to me, it's it, it's about taking care of the ball. Pushing the pace. Or are you still attacking the same way? Even tonight, the shot maybe wasn't falling early for him. Inside, he kept playing his game. And what do you know? He ends up with 29 points. He was a monster. He was huge in the third quarter. The guy is a star. And it's it should be talked about more around the league. But look, it's going to happen. You, yep. you, you keep winning like this, yep. you're going to get the attention. The Kings are 13-8 after 21 games. When you think about that, I go, 13-8. and eight, They played Two games against the East this year. The fewest of any team in the league. Say it right. They haven't played a lot of home games Mm -hmm. until now. But this is a tough stretch. Starting tonight, Morgan, they play eight of the next 13 days. Whoa. And there's some tough games. I mean, you got Boston coming up. You got Phoenix. You got Minnesota. OKC. There's a lot of tough games here. But the Kings have not only done all right. This year overall, with injuries to Fox, to Keegan, to Trey Lyles, Alex Len, like they've they've been banged up. They've fought through it. They've done really well against the top of the West, and they played two games against the East. I think you have to feel really good that, hey, I don't think the Kings have really tapped into their full potential yet. And this is where they are. I think tonight was a good example of what the offense can be. Mm-hmm. It's not just making shots sure. But I, I think the Kings have had moments where they've gotten looks like they did tonight and didn't knock down shots. I, th- I expect this team to start knocking down shots more and then all of a sudden we're talking about this team being one of the best offenses in the and league. And
2: when the ball is flowing like that, you have 38 assists as a team. <sighs> On how many made shots?
1: 48 makes.
2: 48 makes. I mean, uh, you know, it's a great number. People are knocking down their shots. But Chelsea Gray, got to drop that name again, even said this after the... She's like they're making the but they're making the shots because of the ball movement because of the passes because how it things are flowing like that is it's the same thing I talked about early on when you are getting the ball in that pocket where you want it where you know you can just go up with that beautiful shot and it's just all in one motion you don't have to think about anything else and i felt like there's so much of that tonight where they were making sure they were executing that for each other on a different level. And it's not going to be perfect like that every night. And there are going to be nights where teams slow them down or you just don't have it, but you got to try and keep that same mindset of swinging that ball around the horn and making sure you're getting that paint touch, making sure you're getting that Sabonis touch at the high post, whatever it is that made you flow so well tonight, take that carry it on to the next games because there's going to be times that teams cannot even stop that
1: do you want to deuce mason stab the night nominee yes and maybe it's just a winner after i say it. you can declare it the winner if you think it's good enough okay? okay i know it's the first real one i'm declaring a saturday night nominee but i on think a monday this, night the kings had 38 assists tonight right correct 26 of the 38 came from monk fox and sabonis wow Incredible. Malik Monk had nine assists. Mm-hmm. Damana Sabonis had nine assists. Fox had eight. Goes to what you're saying. Your best players are making things happen. They can get theirs. You know Malik Monk can knock down shots. You know what De'Aaron does averaging 30 points a game. Sabonis can score. But these guys are also getting others involved. You saw that tonight. And When that's happening, good things happen. Yeah. I mean, and those Is are- Is that th- a winner or no? Oh, oh. Uh, 26 of the 38 assists came from your best guys tonight.
2: Monk. Sabonis and Fox. I feel like you just want me to declare this winner. Or
1: we're not going to be able to F-A do it. It's
2: the winner declared winner. Um, and I love that because those are the guys that you trust with the ball the most, right? Yes. I mean, and it, and it shouldn't just be like, Oh, the ball has to go to Sabonis and Sabonis has to be the creator. And, you know, he's the hub of the offense. No, when it's spread out like that and you have all those guys being unselfish, making sure that they're making, Uh, not just a play, but they're making the best play. It's it's fantastic. And what it does for the morale of an entire team. And speaking of Sabonis, I know he missed a lot of shots and that could be really deflating. And when I say a lot of shots, I mean a lot of shots in the paint. He was six for 14. Uh, he did make his three-pointer, which was exciting to see. He was two for four from the free throw line, but he had 16 rebounds. Love the way that he was battling on the boards, but I thought it was even better seeing him Still play at this high level and not allow those missed shots to just deflate the shit out of him.
1: Which de- it definitely happens sometimes. Yes. Where he's missing inside, he's frustrated. He yes. d- he got a little frustrated a couple of times. By the way, when Sabonis misses a shot inside, he's immediately going. I got hit in the head. <laughs> it's never like I just missed that shot.
2: Yeah,
1: he missed something. I'm like, how did you
2: miss? I didn't know. I those? don't. I don't know. I need to go back and watch some of those. I
1: mean, uh, there was probably four that were like. What the f? Mm-hmm. How did those not go in? Like, De'Aaron you had make some those. of those too, though. De'Aaron but... had those early, but you're right. I thought Sabonis saw an impact on the game because he was rebounding so well. And like I said at the start of this, the Kings need to play with pace all the time. And uh, Sabonis was getting a rebound and pushing all the time. He wasn't looking for the guard. He was literally going, "I'm getting this board, yep. and we are pushing."
2: Looking for an outlet was just going to slow it down.
1: Yep. And that that I thought changed everything for Sacramento early because then everybody's running. The balls moving. You got dribble handoffs. Defense is rotating. Oh. Your spread. It. It was beautiful. It was yep. beautiful to see. And he still, even though he wasn't hitting his shots inside, and I also didn't think they were like, oh my god, this was great defense. I think he just blew some to No.
2: Okay. I'm so with you. Like they were there, but it. They were bodies that were there. Like he was pushing through. Um. Maybe it's sometimes at some times of the night it felt like they were too easy like you know they were just easy bunnies where he was overthinking it, overdoing it it was coming off his hand weird it wasn't sure
1: yeah 15 points 16 rebounds for him four offensive rebounds and nine assists (laughs) for him tonight who else should we talk about so we talked about monk we've talked about fox sabonis keegan HB had some nice plays down the stretch at a couple of big threes.
2: HB had some nice plays and Trey Lyles, but let's start with HB and his 27 minutes. Uh, you know, there was moments early on where I was like, okay, is he going to get things going? We talked a lot about how, I think there's times when he's not doing certain things on the floor and people do get really upset about Harrison Barnes and you have to make sure to remember like, you're not seeing what goes on behind the scenes or in the locker room sure. of veteran leadership and everything. Again, not an excuse, not just justifying things, but truly, like I just, there's so much importance to that. And so when he can have a night that he actually contributes to on the floor, I know last game in that Suns win, he had a, a season high or career high eight. It was a season high eight rebounds, and it's like he was crashing the boards. He was doing a little bit more of everything. And then tonight, too, finishing with 14 point points, he had one block, um, only two. Two rebounds, but it was those big threes that you were talking about that he was hitting three of four from the three point land. Another
1: sad night nominee I'm dropping right now. This is courtesy of my buddy John Dickinson from KMGR. Congrats to him on the new gig. Yes. He mentioned this to Mike Brown post game. The Kings were 9 of 11 on corner threes tonight. Oh. 9 of 11 on corner threes. They're getting more corner threes than they did last year. They cool. just haven't been knocking them down. HB has been a culprit. He's gotten some great looks. Hasn't knocked them down always from the corner this year. He knocked them down tonight. He was 3 of 4 from downtown. 14 points overall. And I felt like they were like kind of critical moments for they the were. Kings. Like it was, the Nets were making a run here. The Kings were trying to execute things. And they felt like big-time punches from the Kings when they went down. It,
2: it, it like added that cushion that they needed. And it felt like that at times the Nets weren't going to respond. And if they did respond, it was like, okay, great. Well, then they canceled each, each other out right there. But yeah, some big threes hit by Harrison Barnes. So I'm glad that he had that uh, in his minutes played.
1: And then shout out to all the Trey Bays out there.
2: Oh, I'm a Trey Bay.
1: I'm a Trey How
2: are you not a Trey Bay? Oh, what he provides off the bench it's so it's something you just can always rely on that's what he's mr reliable is what i feel like because you know even if he isn't making his shots for some reason that he's also going to make sure that he is out there that his teammate is not going to be getting punked that he's going to be sticking up for everybody he brings a certain type of toughness that every team needs but especially when he can contribute on the offensive end and come out and hit some big threes. He finished the night uh, with five threes. He was five for six from three-point land, 17 points.
1: He had three in a row at one point. Yeah, dude. Trey is one of my favorites. This he, team is... Yep. This team has a lot of depth. You know, with Monk and Lyles I, being able to come off the bench, Sasha had some really nice moments in this game, too. I thought Sasha had a really nice stretch in the first half, Morgan, where he came up yes. and had some energy. You know, so much has been talked about his defense, especially early in the season when people are like, oh, this guy can't do this. He can't do that. He seems like he's getting more and more comfortable, uh, comfortable. The biggest difference to me is he's long. You know, he can make up for some things at times. With his wingspan, yeah. I don't know what his wingspan is. I was look, trying to look it up today to see if they had any pre-draft w- measurements from him. Yeah. But I think it. I found one note, and I haven't been able to confirm it. It's over seven feet. So he's a longer guy. Wow. Well, and I he, think that impacts things. He's been in the right spot. The the one thing I did notice about him tonight is just, and this is just, I think, getting used to playing with Sabonis more. Sabonis had the ball in the post. And I think Keon Ellis was out there with Sasha too. Okay. They both cut towards Sabonis. And it's like, you're cutting toward him. You're packing the paint. Mm-hmm. Like we got to space the floor. Like, of course you want cutting, but they, they have to understand like when to cut, where to cut. Cause all of a sudden they clogged the paint. And then Sabonis tried to force a pass. It was turned over. He tried to get to her. they get you know. it. Okay. They'll get the feel. Um, and then there were just little things. I think it's just about being consistent defensively with him. But I think he is showing more and more growth out there for Sacramento. And it's a guy that you feel like can help you.
2: I was going to say good rebounder too. Yeah. Like you're seeing the growth and it's not perfect, but when you see those moments of him staying vertical or him getting a block or him staying with somebody and actually being like, Oh, this is the physical advantage that I have over people out here. So I got to use it in the NBA way, in the Mike Brown way, in the Mike Brown way is get your goddamn arms up, get your hands up and be vertical. And I love that you can see that that is just on his mind. I'm not going to be playing out here if I don't do that on this end of the floor. Um, So I love it. You're, you're seeing him grow and develop right in front of our eyes. And hopefully it can continue on this same pace.
1: He was another guy. We talked about Sabonis, grabbing a rebound and pushing in the second quarter he got a rebound and pushed and created off that. And I thought that was huge. He also had a couple of nice plays just being vertical defensively, which was big, I thought. And then just being active. He had a really mm-hmm. nice block as well. Yes. So, you know, saw, he only played 10 minutes, but you saw some glimpses of some good and Okay, bad, a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but I feel like he's trending more up than down at I that agree. point, which I think is big for Sacramento. And I even thought Keon Ellis—you know—he played 15 minutes. Looks like he's just getting more comfortable being out there, trying to run the offense, being a pest. You know, he's not going to run it all the time, but being out there and being confident, confident with the ball—he's not a pure point guard. He's yeah. just not. He—he's more of a combo guard. But I think, I think
2: he's been pretty good lately. I do, I do too, and I—I I love that he he carries himself with so much confidence like I'm not just a two-way guy like I belong here um the opportunities that have come up for him you can just tell that he's so ready for them and it's not going to be perfect but I love what he's been able to provide to give Fox some time some rest a breather um and look are we going to see a night like tomorrow where Someone like him's going to have to play more. You know, how what's De'Aaron Fox gonna look like in the second night of a back-to-back? Can someone like Kevin Herter, who didn't play much night, um, uh, yeah. you know, wasn't providing what Mike Brown wanted to see? Can someone like him step up tomorrow because he's a little bit fresher because he didn't play as many minutes?
1: I think, you know, speaking of some of the lows tonight, you mentioned Kevin Herter. He got in the foul trouble early and it just kind of took him out of the game. I, I think he picked up his second foul pretty early in the game and then Foul number four came at the 1047 mark of the third quarter. And it was on a bad reach. He was, you know, yeah. Bridges was driving and he tried to swipe down. He wasn't even close to the ball. And then he just, I think they pulled him. When did they end up pulling him from the game? Uh At the 759 mark of the third. And he didn't come back in. I think part of that was like, look, that third quarter run that they made. That was a lot of Keon Ellis out there with yes. Malik Monk. I think that was the other encouraging thing is, Fox left the game at, uh, he got subbed out. I shouldn't say he left the game. He got subbed out at the five Oh two mark and the Kings were up 78, 69. By the time he came up back in at the two fifteen mark, it was 92, 78. You know, you didn't, you didn't lose the lead. You know, they, they played well with that group that had Ellis and Monk, Keegan Harrison, Sabonis eventually became Ellis Monk, HB Lyles and Sabonis. So it was just encouraging to see some productivity from the bench and, it didn't just all fall apart when Fox went to the bench and they kept it rolling. A lot of things there goes to uh, Malik Monk who was making things happen.
2: Yeah. I just, a lot of guys stepped up in big ways, uh, to, to make sure that it wasn't going to head South if certain bodies weren't on the floor. And, um, I really, I just, I really liked how this team played. I thought this was just a great, strong team win tonight from this King squad, and it was, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now they take on the Clippers tomorrow, and it's going to be a little different.
1: We'll talk about that coming up in just a second. A couple more lows I wanted to get to. I thought JaVale McGee was rough tonight, and you know, this was the first time you you started hearing the crowd kind of murmur a little bit when he held the ball for more than a second Mm -hmm. Um, Javel out there. It it was clunky tonight. And when he's out there and he's playing his best, it's him running the floor hard, being disciplined, going for blocks. It's
2: not in his hands.
1: And if it is, it needs to go out of his hands fast. Mm He had one beautiful uh, pass to Fox in the third quarter that I thought was really nice when he came in there, which was great. But I wrote it down the first quarter. He comes in, misses a tip in Then running down the floor, he gets mixed up with Mm Claxton foul. Then there's some sort of miscommunication offensively because the movement wasn't there, whatever. So he went, I'm just going to go one-on-one. He misses it, and then he fouls again. Then he comes down, and he gets called for a goaltend. So... Uh, and then and then and then after the goaltend, Fox tried to give him the ball. They gave Fox the turnover, but I thought it was, it was more on it McGee. Was, it was. Mickey. It was just one of those sequences. It's like you're coming in, you're missing. But easy you looks, were you were making being,
2: mistakes. You weren't. Con- you had control, and you kept yeah. making these mistakes, which is could have been very deflating for the entire team. And I thought the team kept on kept on picking up his messes. Um, And I say messes because there's too many of them. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's like, you need to be locked. If you're going to screw up once, like then don't foul again. Like make sure to have more control of your body. Yes, you're a vet. All those things. I'm so with you on that. And I'm glad, What, what did he end up playing? He ended up playing eight minutes. And even in those eight minutes, I was like, I was like god he's sure getting a lot of time right now like i was a little bit worried about the minutes that he was getting when he was going to get pulled um but you know mike brown was allowing him to try and get through some of these problems and he just couldn't
1: he can be good in small doses i think and you saw the good when he played that game against denver oh, yeah he was fantastic yep. i thought he brought huge energy that lifted the kings when they made a nice little push in that second quarter to take control of that game and against the wow. nuggets but tonight it's like You can't take away, okay? And I'm not, no one's asking for perfection out there, but you can't have mistakes where you're missing shots and fouling immediately. It just, it takes the team out of the flow. You got to play disciplined and he's better than how he played tonight, in my opinion. And
2: hopefully even again, I keep mentioning that like, but hopefully tomorrow night against the Clippers, it's something different for guys like him, like Kevin Herter, because those are the guys that are going to have to step up in a second night of a back-to-back against a better team.
1: We appreciate everyone joining us live right now. If you have not done it yet, hit that thumbs up button. We got a ton of people in here. Hit that thumbs up. Yeah, 208 thumbs up. What are we... I mean, we might as well have zero. I mean... What? Get... Get us to three hundred, three so like. fifty. I'm trying to fire fire them up. Sometimes oh, you got to motivate people. I don't people. like that way. That all it, it does is approach. help approach. Do you want our channel to grow? No, That's yes. been my approach forever. Okay, go. So shut your mouth.
2: Oh no, I don't like that approach. <laughs> I don't like I'm that. I'm to motivate you.
1: <laughs> Hit the thumbs up. All it does is help us grow. Uh, we're gonna get some comments in the chat too. Uh, Keegan Murray Watch says, "Deuce, I need my offensive and defensive rating updates." Oh. I didn't know we were going to do this after every game, but I can give you where the Kings stand after 21 games in offensive and defensive rating, if you like. Let me pull that Obviously. up right now. Yes. We still have to get to our moment of the game. But I think we have some great candidates tonight. We're okay. going to have a nice, interesting discussion on that. Ooh. All right. 21 games in. Let's see if it's updated tonight. I just want to make sure. Oh, you're right. I got yep, three. We are 21. All right. 21 games in. The Kings are 12th in offensive rating. Okay. And defensive rating, they're still stuck at 20. Ugh. They got as high as 13 this year. They did. They and did. Yeah, net rating 17. So still a ways to go. I mean, that three-game stretch where they didn't play good defense, what, it was against New Orleans, Denver. What was the game before Hughes? that? No, not. That was early. Yeah. Um, They just had too many stretches where they're giving up like 130. So yeah. it'll take them a while. So. All right, we got more coming up on the podcast, but we should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Ah, 2024 is coming soon, right? You're thinking about big plans for your house. You're looking at your windows going, God, these are old. Or I need an upgrade. Well don't go anywhere else trust the experts at northwest Exteriors.
2: yeah i mean it's so easy you guys you just reach out you get your free quote and then you figure out how to change your life whether it's saving money on your energy bills or changing the look of your house it will change your life we've had podcast listeners already reach out some already commit to windows some getting those free quotes so make sure you're doing the same or maybe would that be, what a Christmas gift that would be for someone.
1: Santa just brings a whole bunch of windows down yeah. the chimney.
2: Hey, wifey, got you some new windows.
1: W- you, would they unwrap all the windows?
2: Like right <laughs> in front, even though well, they'd have to measure them and get them custom yeah, yeah, yeah. ordered and everything. But like, yeah. What a gift that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Better get on that.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> go check out their showroom at Rancho Cordova. Tell them we sent you, by the way. Duh. They're yeah. Kings fans. They're local. They do great work. Trust the experts at Northwest Exteriors. Why? Because from what I understand,
0: let me talk to him. Simply the best.
1: Trust Northwest. They do good job on no. windows. Nope. Nope. They put. They're gonna in fire us. They're gonna it's fire so us. They're so efficient. They're really energy no. efficient. You already yes, said that. Yes, they are. Trust Northwest. <laughs> I'm Duke the dog.
0: (laughs) Simply the best.
2: Trust Northwest.
1: Simply the best. (laughs) That's my Duke.
2: They have a dog on the commercial and it goes, Simply the best. Trust
0: Northwest. It's cute.
3: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Okay, Uh, YouTube chat, if you don't mind. Oh, I would love for you to submit some moments of the game. We got one from Epic. Moment of the game presented by Sharif Jewelers, our friends at Sharif Jewelers. You're getting engaged this time of year, looking for a good watch. Sharif Jewelers, they're local too. They're Kings fans. Official Jeweler of the Sacramento Kings. They bring you tonight's moment of the game. We're doing a moment from every single game. Okay. You get more than one.
2: Okay, but I think, I think we have three real candidates. Can I read
1: a couple Please. here? Please. We have Epic who says, The moment. The Monk dunk. Lyle's dunk. Sasha block. In that order.
2: I love that comment. I don't,
1: don't remember. Do, am I missing a trade Lyle's dunk? I don't remember.
2: Wait, wait. Was it? Was it, I don't think it was a Trey Lyles dunk. I thought, wait, what, the alley-oop, the alley-oop.
1: That's right, that, the alley-oop, yep, you're right. Okay. Good memory, Epic. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Or Morgan. Morgan. Uh, people mentioning the Monk dunk, Malik's spin move.
2: Oh, the 360 miss? Dude, the
1: 360 miss might have been one of the best misses <laughs> in league history. I have never in my life heard a crowd react that way to that.
2: Um. I see the Harry Giles giving the heart to the Kings fan.
1: I do want to mention that real fast. Harry yeah. Giles back in Sacramento. You know, he's been out of the league since the 2021 season. And I'll never forget, he went to the G League. Played for the, at the time, the Agua Caliente Clippers, now the Ontario Clippers. He played the first game. And I remember asking him, yeah, you feeling feeling good. He said, like, I'm good, I'm good. He did not play the next night. On the second night, back-to-back. I'm like, okay, maybe they're just kind of slow playing him. He didn't play again. And he hasn't played. And you're going, man. This guy was one of mm. the top players in his class, and injuries have just derailed, which would have been a great career. You talk to anybody in his draft class Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, they've known him all. They've known him for years. He was such a special talent guy, his size, his athletic ability, the skill level, the passing, but most importantly, just a great person. And he's been out of the league. He earned a spot with the Nets. He gets in the game tonight late. He hasn't played a ton of games. This was just his fourth appearance this year. Saw him before the game. Yeah. Comes up, gives me and G-Man the biggest hug. Out there. And he goes, I will. He says, I will always appreciate you guys. And I'm like, I love you, man. I just just a great guy. And so he gets in the game tonight. And he didn't get like a huge introduction because it was after out of a timeout. Yeah. Brief mention. Buzzer goes off. There's, you know, everyone's fired up. The Kings won. He's walking off the floor, and you you hear like everyone standing ovation, and it was so loud. And it wasn't because the Kings won. It was because Harry Giles was walking off the floor, and they wanted to give him love going through the tunnel. He turned around and gave a little heart mm-hmm. motion to the crowd, and I can tell that was impactful. I'm one thing I love about Harry is wasn't. Just positive attitude. This guy embraced the city of Sacramento like no other. You, we need to understand, Morgan.
2: That that doesn't happen.
1: No, that doesn't happen all the time. But how rare it is for a player who, let's be honest, it's not like he played a ton of games in Sacramento. No, nope. He was Health. hurt most of it out yep. of the rotation. He comes back the years later and gets that type of ovation. That speaks volumes to how he connected with this fan base and what type of person he is.
2: People wanted him to make free throws yeah. tonight. Golden One Center was rooting for him to make.
1: When he launched that three? Yes. Kings fans wanted that to they go were, in. You guys, yeah. they
2: were literally cheering in the arena, like, oh, or like, like even when he went to the free throw line, if he was gonna make a free throw, like you heard the excitement. And, and obviously it's cause the Kings had the win sure. in the bag too, but like, but it's, it's paying respect to someone that only gave so much love and respect to the city, to the people in this city, to that organization. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty unique, someone rolling through like that. And I'm just so damn happy for him to grind, and get back in the league because as soon as he got back on that roster, you saw it all over social media. He was posting about it because it's like, this is his dream. This is where he wants to be. And like, if he has to keep working his ass off to find a spot in this league, he's going to do it. Like, he's got he's got the mindset. He's got the work ethic and just,
1: yeah. And, yeah, for him to get back is a is a massive deal. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled for him. So Same. I guess bringing that up too, I think he has to, be Aww. one of the things on the moment of the game. I, I just I think that tonight put is a special moment. Okay. Top moment of the game. Harry Giles return. Yeah.
2: And then put a heart next to it. So remember the if you know how to draw a heart, I don't know if you know how to do that.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, okay. And what's the other moment? <laughs> it's a cute heart. Um I, I noted franchise record twenty five threes on it, but that's oh. not the moment. So Harry Giles return.
2: <sighs> Why do not you put I, I think the Keon Ellis in transition to Monk dunk was even better than the Keegan dunk.
1: Yes. Uh, so yes. Let's the give Malik, that the yes. moment. Malik Monk.
2: What is, what is it called when you chuck it back? What do you, they call
1: that? Cock it back.
2: Is that what they call it? Like cock it back.
1: Malik dunk. Hammer jam.
2: Hammer jam.
1: From Keon Ellis. Yeah. Keegan. I'm also going to note his spin, 360 spin. That's okay,
2: a good That's I like a good it. One, I there
1: like you it. Go. So noted. Uh, Kings went 113, 118 against the Nets. Franchise record, 25 threes. Harry Giles return heart. Malik Monk jam from Keon Ellis up a turnover, and uh, the, the the spin. I like it.
2: Some people have called it a tomahawk, a windmill. It's not a windmill. Windmill no, would be windmill. this, yeah, yeah. but hammer. Yeah, you can go hammer jam, tomahawk.
1: What else were we missing from this game? Let us know in the comments. We can also get to some of your questions as well if there's any topics you want us to hit. The Kings next game is it's coming up quick. They get a rematch against the Clippers. Second time this year, they are playing the Clippers on the second night of a back-to-back. The good news, the Clippers will also be on a back-to-back after playing a really close game tonight with the Blazers. They had to come back down the stretch. They beat Portland 132 to 127. Uh, for the Clippers, they are now 12 and 10 on the year. Kawhi Leonard had 34 points tonight. Paul George had 20 on 7 of 17. James Harden also had 20 points, seven assists, seven rebounds on 7 of 14 shooting. Uh, Norm Powell was 16 points off the bench. Uh, how about Anthony Simons tonight? 38 Whoa. points for the Blazers. And shout out to Scoot Henderson, who probably had his best game as a pro. He had 19 points, six assists, four rebounds on an eight of 16 shooting. Um, so the Clippers, Morgan, we saw them not too long ago. They played yeah. in Sacramento on November 29th, and they won 131 to 117. Very similar score for, uh, tonight's game. And what we saw was just an unbelievable performance by the Clippers. I thought the Kings defense was really disappointing, and it felt like the Clippers got whatever they wanted. They shot 54% in the game. They were 14 of 28 from three.
2: Ooh, you know what's funny? I'm, like, trying to remember this game. You just bringing up Fox those... had
1: 40. Oh. And, that, and when you looked around, that was about it. Yep, because okay. Because Sabonis had 11. He struggled big time with Zubats. Remember that yes. game? Yes. We need a Sabonis bounce back against Zubats. We tomorrow. do.
2: And we... I remember because... I forget which big it was that he ended up going uh, up against that we kept being like, is this going to be the big where he figures it out? And then I feel like we've seen that more consistently with him, whether it was Nurkic in that uh, Suns game. I mean, obviously tonight just taking care of business against some of the smaller framed yeah. or skinnier dudes down low. But yeah, when it comes to someone like Zubats, it's he needs a bounce back. If, if you can't push through... Zubat's like you have to understand you have so much more to your game yes and that's where I want to see him execute in that mid-range when I say in the mid-range I'm not just talking about like at the elbow when they are in that drop coverage I'm talking about him attacking doing a turnaround off one foot little jumper like you've seen him do this in practice you've seen him do this uh in games and it's something it's just a good way for him to get things going I think
1: Miles in the chat says the good news that their big three tonight all played 37 plus minutes. Hey. Yeah, that does make you wonder if we see them sit any one on the second night of a back to back. Kawhi played 39 minutes. George played 41. Harden played 37. Good. Run on that team tomorrow.
2: Yep. That's one. that's it.
1: Yeah, Sacramento in that game, by the way, they struggled. They were 13 of 41 from three in the game. Ooh. Fox had 40 points. Uh, the next leading score after that was Malik Monk with 15. The Kings starting lineup that night featured Chris Duarte, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Sabonis, and Fox. No Keegan Murray in that game. So getting Keegan back will help because it's another guy you could put on a wing. And that, that was the challenge. It's like, all right, who the hell is guarding you know, Kawhi Leonard who has just torched the Kings? I mean, I would love to throw Keegan on Kawhi a little bit tomorrow. Right? With his length, you know, Kawhi was 14 of 18 in that game. He destroyed Sacramento. He He was four
2: shots. Unstoppable at times. Yeah. No, that was, I, okay. That's why I wasn't remembering that game. Well, it was
1: one of those games where can we just forget it too? Yeah.
2: And that's why, that's why I think even like uh, on the post game show, when I was first asked about it, I was like, Oh, I was like a little nervous because second night of back to back. And I remember what this team pretty much did against the Kings, but I don't know. I feel like the Kings have figured out more since then. Um, They're just going to have to make sure that they're pushing and playing their game.
1: We should also remind you we're going to be on late tomorrow night. A little later than normal because it's a 730 tip off. It's going to be around 11. So this is going to be a little crazy. So Morgan's going to be in San Francisco. It's the first show this year we're doing a part. You're going to be in San Francisco at the studio. I'm going to be here in Sacramento. I've got a Stockton Kings game. I have to call it seven o'clock then i'll be home by
2: third quarter
1: yeah and then i'm gonna go dvr catch up on the game we're probably gonna be tipping off night chat at 11 p.m pacific time ish that's the goal on the second i have a back-to-back
2: and then i'll drive back yes from san francisco after we do the pod
1: um a couple more questions out there ben says i got a question for you would you throw the whole draft out to 2023 do three time three swaps three picks at Mikel Bridges to add to our core who are all under contract for three years. Bridges contract is team friendly for three years. Ben, I I look at Mikel Bridges and go, he is the perfect fit for what this team needs and what he can bring. The Brooklyn Nets are not giving him up. Thank you. Because of what you just said, they're really competitive right now. And this is where they deserve credit. I was actually, we were talking to Noah Eagle. We had coffee with Noah Eagle today, Ugh, who is such the, a gem. He does some play by play with the Brooklyn Nets. He did the game today in Sacramento. And he made a great point when we were talking about the Nets. Like, this team at last year at this time yeah. featured Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Okay. Usually, what happens when these teams trade players of those caliber, they bottom out, they tank, they're shitty, they can't figure it out. Dude, they've recovered all right here. They've got, you see the talent out there. The Ben Simmons thing hasn't worked out. He's hurt again. That sucks for them. But Bridges is a stud. Cam Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Yeah, he's got some talent. But Bridges is on a team friendly deal. He's in his prime. You want to build around that. And I think they're confident like they can build around and get some players to, to go with him and he can really go to another level.
2: He's the perfect style of, I mean, physically what you want in a basketball player in this day and age, his style of his game, his length, all those things, you want bridges on your team. And that's why, yeah, no, I the Nets are not moving in a different direction. Well,
1: Shams had a report today in The Athletic that it's like, is this really news? You know, he's one of those where are like, or you just had to write something Thank you. after, <laughs> and I get it. It's fine. You got to produce content. But he was just mentioning that th- three of the teams that have been really interested in maybe Siakam and OG or Sacramento, mm-hmm. Indiana, and Atlanta.
2: Well, I mean, so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me yeah. either. And if there's more teams in that mix that <clears throat> he isn't hearing about, that also wouldn't surprise me, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, you, dude, uh, I... Here's the. I don't know what the Raptors are going to do. It's so and there's so much time to go. So we'll see. Um you have something you're going to say? No. I also really want fast wanted to talk about put a caper on the in-season tournament. We decided to fly oh. out to Vegas on Saturday, use some Southwest points, said, got a credential, let's just go to the game. So we went to Vegas, flew in the Saturday morning, got back to Sacramento Sunday morning, which dude, I, I felt like I packed a week of Vegas in one night. I mean, it was you get there and you're just boom, 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 boom and boom, then boom. you're like, it's three o'clock in the morning. Oh,
0: what happened? It's
2: three o'clock in the morning.
1: Oh. Uh, um But you're what what did you feel about just I love going that, to that in season tournament championship game?
2: Love basketball in Vegas. I love basketball in Vegas. I think that is the only thing that really attracts me to Vegas because it's this social setting that, um, people are all excited to be there for the same reason. I mean, especially if you're going for those reasons and, and then afterward too, just like being around people that you truly genuinely just really enjoy and soaking that in. It just, it feels my soul, my heart, my basketball blood, all the things. And I thought the NBA did a great job with even that night. I
1: thought it was big for the league to have the the first year of this to have everybody bought in. And the fact that LeBron got to the championship game and played
3: Yes. going up to it. It was like, cool,
1: dude, you buying in just makes it better for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so this year, I thought they got buy-in from everybody. And let's be honest, if it was a Saturday night game between the Pacers and Lakers, normally, you wouldn't be watching. But because it was like the one game on, and it felt like, well, I want to see what this is like. We saw an epic performance from Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. When Anthony Davis plays like that, that was as good as it gets. What do you have, like 40, 20, and whatever? Just... Pure and utter dominance in that game. And that was cool to see just a big time performance on that stage. We're like, dude, these teams are playing hard for a game that literally does not count in the standings. Yes, They don't get anything, but they went for it. And I I, I guess I respect that. It it goes to what I've been saying throughout this tournament that people underestimated the competitive nature of these athletes.
2: Agreed. Agreed. It was there. The buy-in was there it made it that much more special.
1: Yeah. Also. Hmm. You saw what some good defense can do. Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish. The Slowing team defense Tyrese. on Tyrese was
2: fantastic. Yep. Yep, because no one's been able to really slow down Tyrese lately and they had a game plan, they stuck to it. They and I mean, you talk about buy-in like that's sometimes that game planning stuff is sometimes what you see later on in the season when, when teams are like early December. No. And that's why I love, I loved it so much. Just people trying to figure it out. And by the way, like, you know, Tyrese, we've already talked about him, what he's been doing as of late. So it was, it was so bizarre seeing a team finally have a game plan to slow him down. Um, And there was times that they were making runs there toward the end and to make it a little bit more exciting. And then the Lakers really pulled away.
1: We also ran into Tyrese's parents before the game, who are just such lovely people. (laughs) Great people. So, no, I thought it it was fun. I'm glad we did it. It was just cool to see. We ran into some Kings fans there. Oh, yeah. It was cool seeing that in the building um, and outside the building, which is really cool. And just seeing like these random ass jerseys, I'm like, there's a Hornets jersey, here's a Spurs jersey. It felt like some people are like, you know what? I'm going to go out to Vegas, make it a weekend, go see the end season championship. So I kind of hope they keep doing it this way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. That was, that was 100% worth it. I'm really glad we went. Um, speaking of Vegas. Yeah. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces. And Ooh. then you go to Chelsea Gray. Yeah. Let's talk about this for Thank a second. You.
1: So we've known about this for a bit. And they, you know, you have to be inclined about it. But we've been really excited about the fact that the Kings and NBC Sports California are adding Chelsea Gray to the pre- and post-game show for some dates this year. Dude, we adopted the Aces a few years back because we need a WNBA team. And, like, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Asia Wilson. Just, dude, star-studded team, duh. But Chelsea's been one of my favorites because she's just an absolute killer, a baller. Yes. And so she made her debut tonight with you and Draper. How'd that go?
2: Deuce did a a video about her, too, on the show. So, like, she got to watch Deuce just, like, praise her game and he's like everyone he says on the video goes everyone bow down to chelsea gray and i just turn to her and i start bowing like i was just like so excited that she was there so i was super excited she's there right she's chelsea effing gray but you guys on top of all that she's really fucking good she is so good at this and it was so and i got oh i was doing my favorite thing tonight and i was an analyst tonight so i'm an analyst with her on the show kyle was hosting so it was us two. we it felt like we were just shooting the shit about basketball about hoops so you know pre-game you're kind of talking about things but post-game you're reacting and so when we were reacting to things in the half and in post game it was like oh oh i love this so much i'm just so happy that she was uh such a solid teammate to have up there. You can tell she loves the game. She knows the game. Great camera presence. Really happy that she's a part of our NBC team together
0: now.
1: A lot of people don't realize she played high school ball in Stockton. Yep. NorCal. And now she's, you know, what a journey she's had, right? From there to Duke to, you know, going starting with Connecticut, going to L.A., and now with the Aces. If you don't know who Chelsea Gray is, and that's fine. I'm not, you know, mm. just, Go on YouTube and look up Chelsea Gray highlights. You're like, dude, she's got handles. She can throw amazing passes. I mean, incredible vision. Oh, my
2: God. Behind the back. I'm talking behind the back from the top of the key to someone that's down low. No looks.
1: Yeah, and Ron's asking, forgive my ignorance, but she's still active. Yeah, she's still playing. Active. She got hurt in the WNBA finals this year, and the ace is still won. But, yeah, she's still playing. But she's, you know, working on... The next step, which is like, dude, I can be a big-time media personality. Book it. I'm just going to tell you now. She's not going to be here long. No. Because she's going to end up on ESPN or some other platform.
2: Um, One other thing I did ask her, because obviously she grew up playing basketball yeah. in Northern California. I was like, what AAU teams did you play with? And, of course, one of the first ones that she men- mentioned, which I probably mentioned before, East Bay Explosion. Screw them. They were always such a good AAU team. And I was talking about the teams I played for, and she remembered some of them. We didn't play at the same time against each other or anything because she's 2010, I was 06. But, um, but, yeah, it was just fun knowing that, like, the programs within that she developed within and played in Northern California, like, she loves this area. She loves the game, and we're just, yeah, really lucky to have her.
1: I agree. Uh, in the chat, someone asking, is Bibby still doing it, though? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the, the, the roster's kind of stacked right now at NBC. I mean, you think about, you got Mike Bibby, Matt Barnes, Chelsea Gray, you got Morgan, you got Draper, you got Mark Jones, you got Katie.
2: You didn't mention yourself.
1: I think it's, I don't even think I have to mention it.
2: No, you do have to mention it.
1: Yeah. You know, I. It's a, it's can a, I be honest? Yeah, what? I feel like I'm the Malik Monk of the roster. Where everyone's, everyone's going... You know, why, why is he, he, he only getting 28 minutes? 28 <laughs> minutes? This guy's the heart and soul. He's bringing the energy the fire. He's sending people left. Laugh. He's <laughs> talking with passion. He'll dunk uh, on somebody. No, but it's a stacked team, dude. And Chelsea is one of my, obviously one of my favorite players yeah. to watch playing basketball. But the fact that she, she just had, you know, like some people you just see on TV. Like, oh, you, Get it? She she's got it.
2: It's cute because some, I saw some a, a, well, a lot of the comments today were asking about Deuce. Like, wait, what does this mean for Deuce and Morgan? Is that less of you guys? Or wait, wow, there's so much depth there. But can we get Deuce in a starting role? And so the appreciation, the love. For you, like you. It's not about me. I don't give a shit. No, I know it's not. But my my point is, I just I I love playing with some of the best players, and um, it's just it's really fun that we have a really cool roster.
1: It's really cool. It's badass. It's for a good time. The Kings are on the rise,
2: baby. They're on the rise. rise. Let's go.
1: Uh, Will you have some final thoughts on tonight? I'll look at some questions. Will you give some final thoughts?
2: Um. No, I just strong win. I've said, I, I feel like we talked so much about the game tonight and um, it was fun. And it's a quick turnaround to yeah. another game. So it's like, what are you going to do?
1: Adam wants to know this. So, when are you going to tell us some Vegas stories? What happens in Vegas? Doesn't always have to stay in Vegas. Tell the dirty, dirty. dirty. Well, I don't even know, like, what would, the, I don't, nothing was crazy. You know, it ended up like, it's just been a late night. I feel like you go out with friends. We met up with, with some friends. Dinner. Went to dinner. I, you know, that's the thing, you go to Vegas, you're having dinner at 1045 at 9-1. I am eating chicken and waffles at 11 o'clock right now. Cool. Like at a while nicer I'm, restaurant. While I was drinking like a watermelon margarita, like what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Really good. No. Um,
2: it was, it, it's like, it's, I mean, that's, it was yeah, kind of like a blur. we don't gamble Um, and like there wouldn't even be time to gamble. Like that's the thing with these type of events, like Deuce and I are very, we like to make sure that we are very present with what we're there for we're not like hey let's go get a drink before we go in because we don't have to work it's like no we're covering the game as media so like what can we do to soak it all in deuce and i we go to the arena early to go catch the outside and then go inside to make sure that we see all of the arena it's just all those touches are really important to us i agree
1: also in the chat uh pluma says do you think the kings will be busy at the deadline yeah, and I think it's interesting because you read some comments from fans, you know, in our Discord or on social media. It's like, is Monty not going to make any moves at the deadline? Oh. Like, look, just because last year was a quiet deadline doesn't mean all of Monty McNair's deadlines are quiet. Like, he's he's made moves. I mean, some of his biggest deals have been at the deadline. I mean, there was one where he traded for Sabonis. He traded for Trey Lyles and Dante DiVincenzo. Like, he's had very active ones. He made a big offseason trade for Kevin Herter, right? Like, he's made deals. Last year, I think the mindset was like, if there's something out there, let's do it. But also, you know what? We've been better than people think. We got a good thing rolling. Let's see what it looks like. It's year one of this group. And yeah. I think now this year, it's, okay, we're seeing year two of this group. There's, this is better, but this is maybe a little weaker. I think they're going to be aggressive and look for the right move. But I also think that McNair is like, they don't just make moves to make moves. No. They want to.
2: They don't care if there's they pressure want to add the from right, the outside. No,
1: they want to add the right piece. Because if you make the wrong trade, then this can go bad pretty fast. It can so linger. You, yep. So be aggressive, but make the right move. Agreed. So I, I'm totally cool with that. A uh, shout out to House of Intent, by the way. Said let's go Kings. Hello from the Philippines. Aye, Great aye, game aye. today. Didn't have to wake up real early to watch it. Love that. Yeah, awesome. Second I have a back-to-back. Kings play tomorrow. Morgan's doing the voice that tells me she wants to wrap up. Oh cool. I heard it. Pushing love it. it. <laughs> yeah, I love that I gotta go to San Francisco tomorrow. Oh, oh, keep going. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> gonna I gotta go so I'm gonna wrap up. <laughs> I gotta wake up early. I gotta get ready. You know.
2: Oh, this is so cringe. I do not do that. I do not do that. And by the way, yeah. And oh, here, any final thoughts from you?
1: I'll sum it up this way.
2: Oh, wow.
1: I've told you guys this many times throughout the season Kings are good. The Kings are good. And just. patient like i i think they the kings have not played their best basketball yet and i think tonight was a great example of what they can be i think they've had some nice wins this year they haven't done it consistently but it makes a world of difference when guys knock down shots you have guys early this season in the first 20 games who have been good shooters who haven't knocked down shots keegan murray knocks down shots tonight what happens It looks amazing. It Mm -hmm. changes everything. Keegan is going to be fine. The Kings are thirteen and eight after twenty-one games. What were they after twenty-one games last year, Morgan Reagan? Any idea?
3: Thirteen
2: and eight.
1: They were not thirteen and eight after twenty-one games last year.
2: Well, you just—I said any. I thought you knew. No, I thought you would have known. You think I retain numbers? I have the worst memory in the world. No,
1: Uh, they were twelve and nine last year. It. They were twelve and nine after. 21 games and they beat the Clippers to be 12. (gasps) Oh, Um, no. I, so I, I like how they played tonight. Overall, they missed some bunnies. They still fought through it. I thought they competed. They had some decent defensive moments. They had some bad ones too, for sure. But this was a quality win. You know, the, maybe to the casual to be a fan, you're going, oh, who are the Nets? I don't watch uh, them. The Nets have been playing good basketball. They'd won six of seven. They pose problems for a team like Sacramento because they came into tonight as one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. I think they were number one three-point percentage. They take a lot of them. They get out and transition. They didn't kill the Kings in transition. In fact, the Kings, I believe, at the end of the night, you look at fast break points, 15 to two. The Nets were number one in the league in fast break points, right? are yep. number two. Near the top of the NBA in fast break points. Kings 15 to two fast break points. Mm-mm, big mm-mm. time, mm-mm. big time stuff. I think the Kings are in a really good spot right now. And I think they're, I'm not going to go too far. I just think I'm excited about I Fox's growth. Keegan's a stud. Let's see how they respond the second I have back to back tomorrow.
2: What a great summary that was
1: thanks morgan i really appreciate it
2: oh my god
1: so all right what well, you were looking I, at me
2: yeah i what else you saw
1: <laughs> the east is weak says uh ko oh. in the chat yeah i think the east is pretty weak and the kings have only played two games against the east i've mentioned that too. good
2: morning from germany
1: ciao germany I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out so much make sure to hit the thumbs up make sure you're subscribed as well spread the word about our podcast and go to our website Deuce and Mo.com. click on merch you can get merch before the holidays use promo code HOLIDAY you'll get 20% off we love you guys but we gots to go
2: you all have a wonderful rest of your night we'll see you tomorrow night bye Deuce and Moe Deuce and Moe
0: Deuce and Moe they tell you what they know Deuce and mo. Deuce and Moe, Deuce and Mo. the podcast that you know, Deuce and Mo.